Macworld Podcast 377 for Wednesday, October 9th, 2013 is brought to you by Namecheap. Macworld Podcast listeners should visit Namecheap.com slash Macworld for private ad-free email plus a .com, .net, or .org domain name for only six ninety nine. Hi, this is Philip Michaels for the Macworld Podcast. I was on jury duty for, during Apple's September 10th iPhone event, but today I'll be judge, jury, and executioner in the Macworld Pundit Showdown. Yes, it's time once again to gather the best and brightest of the Mac world and ask them not-so-bright questions. Let's meet our panel. First off, uh, a Mac world senior editor, the author of the Mac 911 column, a generally great guy, one of our favorite people to have on the Macworld Pundit Showdown, yet to actually ever win the Macworld Pundit Showdown. A fact we will only be bringing up the rest of the podcast, but oh... Those flowing locks of hair. Give me a head with hair. Thank you very much, it's, Phil. It's, it's so Chris great. Breen. Yes, it's Chris Breen, perennial loser on the Pundit Showdown. Well, I, I have a good feeling about today. Um, Do you? Because at least um, uh, two of your opponents are the walking wounded. Let's meet one. He pulled himself off of his deathbed to be here today. Friends, avoid crunchy applesauce and smelly pastrami. That's the lesson from this man, who you'll know as a Tech Hive writer who covers the uh, Android market. So maybe you won't know him at all. But anyhow... It's Armando Rodriguez. Armando, welcome. Hi, Phil. I'm alive. You are alive. And, and let me say thank you for, for pulling yourself out of your sickbed coming in here. It will be the grittiest third-place finish ever. I'm infecting everyone in this room mm, with I, vengeance. I, yeah. I don't really think that food poisoning is an infectious disease, but uh, that's an interesting theory. Um, whenever you hear this guest on, uh, you know one thing. Somebody's canceled on us. Hey! But he is another one of our favorite, favorite uh, panelists, and he can say that he's at least tasted the sweet cup of victory once in his Pundit Showdown history. Check your watches. Check the clocks on the wall. You can't touch this. It's hammer time with Roman Loyola. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm like the uh, Tom Dreesen of the Pundit Showdown. Exactly. That is an older reference lost on younger viewers. That's what I'm known for. Yes. And um, I don't think we need to say um, um, who who you're replacing, other than the fact that he uh, reneges on commitments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, a debutante, a new person. She was recently with uh, with 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 Mac Life. She came over, joined us. Now writes for Tech Hive. You uh, might have seen her in some of those videos for the September tenth uh, 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 Apple event. Let's uh, introduce her to you now. <laughs> I feel so bluesy. It's Susie Oaks. Hey, party people. Hey, how are you today? I'm great. And uh, because Susie's new here, let's explain the rules. I am going to ask questions and award points based on the answers. They will either be one point, they could be two points, or three points. And if you're a Roman or Armando, 
You might hear that sound. That means you've lost a point. Oh, All right. Such a happens a lot. Sound. Let us start things off. The first question is all about this. iOS 7 will quickly become the world's most popular mobile operating system. It's packed with amazing new features and a stunning new user interface. Or maybe it's about this. The business has become so large that this year we're going to replace the iPhone 5. And we're going to replace it with not one, but two new designs. This allows us to serve even more customers. Yes, two new iPhone models, including a lower-priced 5C and a fancy-featured 5S, along with the launch of iOS 7. But what's the one thing Apple rolled out in September that had you cheering the loudest? Let's start with Chris Breen. I would have to say that it would be the single press release that Apple announced. Uh, Apple had sold over 9 million iPhones the first weekend that they were on sale. And the reason I make this the most important one is because this put a healthy kibosh on the idiotic Apple's doomed Steve Jobs would never have done this and the new iPhone's ho-hum stories that have cluttered the Internet and I expect that effect to last at least another week. All right, uh, Armando, what was your favorite thing? My favorite thing was not announced at the Apple iPhone keynote, but was rather announced later in September, mm -hmm. the new iMacs that were Boom. so hot that they couldn't announce them at the same time as the iPhone because obviously it would steal all their thunder, all of it. All right, Roman Loyola. Well, the thing that had me cheering the loudest was the iPhone uh, 5C case because it has these stupid holes that make the case look stupid and it covers up the lettering on the back to make it even look stupider and it looks cheap and it's fragile so it gave so that was the biggest cheer the biggest bronx cheer oh, recovering at the end for there, apple Roman so let's hear it for the iphone 5c case awesome <laughs> That's a raspberry and not really a Bronx cheer, well, but yeah. I, I take your, your points. Have, yes. All right, Susie, you've seen how, it done, how, how it's done here. Uh, what, is, uh, what had you cheering the loudest? I thought the 5C was kind of a brilliant move to take the 5, that there were all these reports that they had trouble making the casing and you know all these Boom. manufacturing problems. They just took it and threw it in a different case and said, hey, new phone, and everyone's excited about it. I thought that was really smart. Yes, it was. All right. Next question. Hey, we're talking about the iPhone 5C, so this is timely. It comes in an array of colors, and even the iPhone 5S gets into the act with a gold-colored model. But which color has Apple overlooked that you'd like to see added to the product line? Let's start off with you, Roman. Well, I thought since uh, rosé wine is now back in favor, it's a trendy thing, I thought maybe a nice rosé-colored iPhone would have been good. I thought also a Bondi blue iPhone kind of harkened back to the old iMac, but I thought what would be cool would be a clear iPhone. So Apple's sort of known for doing these clear cases for their prototypes, and I think a clear iPhone would have been a popular choice. Mm. Except not, with Phil. Ex except with me. A, a clear, clear is not really a color. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not to, not to put too fine a point on it. But oh, I think right. I, I specifically asked for a color there's and a col clear. There's a lack of color. Yes, yes. exactly. Ah, totally void point. of color. Susie. I'm going to say Tech Hive Orange. Boom. 
and I also kind of wanted a purple one, but uh, yeah. Susie knows the branding. Armando, what color would you want to see? Well, I was happy to Arma- see... Uh, Android, I, I was going to say Armando is a colored platform, but our, uh, Android is a colored platform. It so, is a colored yeah. platform, but I'm using an iPhone these days. Oh, so, you my know. goodness. I know. Heresy. I know. Well, I mean, I'm happy they finally brought out the pastel colors they've been missing for so long from the Apple product line ever since, like, the early Mac, or what were they, the Power Books and everything like that. But what I would have liked to see would be the highlighter colors... Neon orange, neon red, eye-blistering neon yellow. Oh, that's good. And Chris Breen. Uh, I was hoping for radioactive gold. Um, I (laughs) want this thing to be so bright that you don't need a flashlight, that when you walk, people believe that you are holy. Boom. And that the device itself is holy, in that it emits this lovely, lovely glow and lets people know that you are an advanced individual with a a true uh, holy spirit. Uh, great, uh, Great answers all around. Let's move on to the next question. It is... All about this. Touch ID uses a key you have with you everywhere you go. Your finger. More specifically, your fingerprint, which is unique to each of us. I always love to get Phil Schiller on the show. He's talking about, of course, the marquee feature in the iPhone 5S, which is the Touch ID fingerprint sensor for unlocking your phone. Now that you can unlock a smartphone with your fingerprint, what's the next step in smartphone security, Susie Oaks? Um, well, this is something I've wanted for a while. The Touch ID is cool, but it's hardware-based, so you know it's only on the flagship phone. That makes sense. But a software-based thing that they could do would be if I'm at home and they know I'm at home, why do I have to enter my passcode? Chances are it's me using my phone or you know a family member. So I want some kind of location-aware on and off cool. of the different security features. That is a very intelligent answer to this question, and we won't have any more of that on this show, oh, sorry. young lady. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no informing people on the Macworld Pundit <laughs> Showdown. There's barely even any entertaining people on the Macworld Pundit Showdown. Roman, show, oh, show, show. So with that segue, uh-huh. you come to me. Yes. Because you want a lesson you are neither unintelligent answer. Nor entertaining. Well, I got it for you. Okay. So, you know, I thought QR codes were going to go away, but they've managed to kind of stick around. Uh-huh. And the problem is that with the QR codes is that you know, they're sort of enigmatic. Nobody knows what they really do when you scan a QR code. You know, nobody really knows. So the killer application for a QR code is security, and specifically QR code tattoos. So what Apple can do is set up tattoo stations right next to the Genius Bars. And when you buy a new iPhone, you get a personalized QR code that only you can use to secure your iPhone, and it's tattooed right on your forehead. So then when you look at your phone, the camera scans the QR code, and with the Touch ID, you get two-factor authentication. Roman Loyola with a a chilling vision of the future. Chris Breen. Um, I want to take advantage of the M7 chip in this case. So the idea is that when sensing that someone is suddenly running very quickly in a dicey location... This will send a signal to the microphone to boost its gain, and it will listen for the words, Stop Thief, thus immediately wiping the phone of its contents by exploding in spectacular fashion and killing whoever is carrying the phone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think that could happen. Armando. So... My idea is this. Ever since Touch ID has been found to work with other body parts, 
I'm still kind of waiting for butt dialing to make a comeback Boom. because that's something that's been missing ever since Apple introduced the original iPhone, which had no button. So now when it's in your back pocket, Touch ID will go off and you'll dial your best friend for help whenever a thief assaults you on the bus. But more importantly, I think Apple should really take advantage of that retina display and turn it into a retina scanner. Let's go to the scores. This will be the easiest score check ever. Everyone's got seven points. Well done, gang. Really, uh, really a lot of parody going on, so let's move on. As we, re- as we are recording this, the federal government has been shut down. I'd like to know what's one product or service in technology that you think should follow suit. Let's start off with Armando. Can we shut down Pando Daily? Boom. Or, you know... I said one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Roman. Uh, we need to shut down the hashtag. It's everywhere. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. It's lost even its intended purpose when it first came out. So get rid of the hashtag. Uh, Susie. We could shut down iMessages because no one would notice. There you go. Boom. Now you're getting into the swing of things. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chris Breen. I would shut down the uh, Microsoft Macintosh business unit. Boom. And I mean this because either they get serious with Office on the iMac or they should just go away. For example, Outlook has so much potential, but it's a nightmare of corruption and bugs. Word remains bloated and largely unready for the Internet age. PowerPoint has maybe had its last haircut in the 90s, and Excel... Well, I don't really understand anything about math or spreadsheets, and so I dismiss them out of hand. Very good, Chris. A lot of points there. Uh, I think everyone has answered, yes? All right, let's move on to the next question. Lifestyle guru Martha Stewart took to Twitter recently when her iPad broke and asked when the Apple rep would be by to pick up the broken tablet for repair. What's one time when you either pulled the do-you-know-who-I-am card to get get preferential treatment or wish that you had. I'll repeat that. When's one time you wish you would have pulled the do-you-know-who-I-am card for preferential treatment or wish you had? I'm going to ask uh, probably the most famous among all our panelists here, uh, Chris Breen. Well, although I don't do it, I think... Never! Ever. I think like all of us... I wish I could do it when I receive a press release offering me the unique opportunity to talk with a real-life technology expert who actually got their expertise by reading my stuff. Outstanding. Uh, Roman. Hey, Phil, how many points do I have? You have uh, eight points, Roman. Do you know who I am? I do. That's why you have eight points. (laughs) But you have another one for that. That's very clever. (laughs) Armando. Listen, Phil, I'm not a big city slicker like you. I'm from a backwater town. We have one horse, one wagon. That's it. There's two stoplights. I pull the do you know who I am every chance I can get. You know what? It works, especially when I'm trying to get some ice cream because I'm an expert in ice cream sandwich. Who's Mondo? Armando. Yep. We know who he is. Susie. Um, I broke my iPhone and they wouldn't give me a new one without paying for it. That made me sad. Give her a new iPhone. She writes about it for a living. Yeah. Hey, since we're talking about Twitter, let's make that the next question. 
Tim Cook is now on the microblogging service. While most of his tweets have been about the recent iPhone launches, what 140-character message from Apple CEO would cause you to say, that's something I need to retweet, and I hope it's not this. Uh, So let's start off with uh, Armando this time. I'm just going to say the tweet out loud. Yeah, go right ahead. I found some change in the couch. I think I'm going to buy Rim. Boom. Chris Breen. Uh, This would be a tweet from about a year ago in which he said, two outdated things will be gone by the end of the day, and one of them is skeuomorphism. Boom. And uh, Susie. Uh, Don't worry, guys. I just blocked that icon, dude. Boom. (laughs) And Roman. Auburn sucks. Duke sucks. Roman really knows is playing to the judge. That is the the professional professional approach there. Well, you know who I am. Yes, and that's good because it helped. Uh, he he was languishing in last place. He's still in last place, but now he's joined by Armando with twelve points. Uh, Susie uh, with a very strong position, currently at thirteen. Chris Breen in the lead with fourteen. It'll never last, Chris. I know. We'll get back to the Macworld Pundit Showdown after this word from our sponsor. We're having a lot of fun on the show today. You know what's not fun? Unresponsive domain name registrars. That's why you should turn to Namecheap. It's one of the best domain name registrars in the industry with more than 1 million satisfied customers. Since 2000, Namecheap has offered an unparalleled level of service for customer care with support reps standing by 24-7, 365 days a year. That includes leap years to handle your question. There's a reason they were voted Best Domain Name Registrar by Lifehacker Readers. Namecheap is a topmost domain name registrar offering some of the cheapest prices in the industry. In addition to full featured web hosting packages, secure SSL certificates, who is guard, domain name privacy, and so much more. And now, for a limited time, Namecheap is offering you, Macworld listeners, the chance to get your own private ad-free email and .com, .net, or .org domain name for only $6.99. Visit Namecheap.com. Slash Macworld. And now back to the show. And our next question is the uh, the the reader question submitted by reader Bob Craddock. It's all about this. I have four words for you. I Love this company. Yes! I think you'll find, Steve Ballmer, that yeah is the fifth word in that sentence. (laughs) But, nevertheless, Steve Ballmer has announced that he's stepping down from Microsoft, thus depriving this show of about 20% of its questions. If Microsoft took leave of its senses and named you the new CEO, what's the first thing you would do at the company, Susie? Rename it Xbox. Boom. Armando, you're the closest thing we have to a Microsoft fan in here. Sure. I'd, I'd, I'd feel so bad for those employees. I'd get every single one of them new iPhones because, let's face it, using Windows phones as your primary work phone is like being in Guantanamo. Chris Breen. 
You know, the first thing I would do is uh, set a pattern of crying every single day in front of all the employees because it appears that when you do so, it excuses you from every variety of incompetence. So, you know, so they say, so sure, he hasn't a clue what he's doing and he's kind of a jerk, but hey, that's only because he's so passionate. And Roman Loyola. Uh, I would get, I would ban bright yellow shirts, like the bright yellow shirt that Steve Ballmer wore. I'd also get rid of the stack ranking, ranking that they have there. This is where they um, have this program that forces, I think, managers to evaluate their employees based on like best to worst. Oh, and yeah. you have to have people in each section. And it's been a big gripe with Microsoft employees that it kind of stifles innovation because it creates this increasingly competitive environment there. So that's my uh, straight answer. So that's a serious answer. I think we're going to focus on the bright yellow shirts, though. (laughs) I think that's more about the level of our analysis. Uh, Moving on, a Qualcomm executive declared the 64-bit A7 chip that powers the iPhone 5S to be a, and I'm quoting here, marketing gimmick. Since we don't really buy that claim, let's give this Qualcomm executive a real idea of a tech product that doesn't measure up to the hype. Chris Breen. 3D TV. In fact, it it so definitely doesn't live up to the hype that it's already dead, along with all the components invented to accessorize it. So there's no programming. There's basically no units out there that are supporting it anymore. And I think it's a good thing, because it shows that the industry can try to push the, let's make this the next big thing, and it wasn't, and it's gone, and thank God. Absolutely. Um, Armando. Oh, where to begin? Let's see. It's strange that Qualcomm's being so critical about this, considering that their CES keynote was all about how using their chips will make you friends with Sesame Street, and suddenly everything magical will happen. And Qualcomm, your chips all are kind of the same. But even more to the point, the Ouya. I mean, come on. 100 bucks? You think you're going to get anything as good as a PlayStation or an Xbox? No way. Susie. Um, I was going to say the iPhone 5C case because it's Boom. hideous and Apple's like, oh, we're getting back in the case business and now your colored iPhone is two colors and isn't that special. And I also want to call out the Chrome, um, I'm sorry, the Galaxy Gear smartwatch that works with one phone and costs $300 and doesn't do anything without the phone. It's really lame. And uh, Roman has not answered, so Roman... Uh, at the risk of losing points, I'm going to say the Mac Pro. Oh. No, go on. Why? Uh, it's all about performance and strictly performance, but a majority, a large majority of these Mac Pro users want the flexibility of the big case. They want to be able to expand and expand the storage, use the PCI cards, and this is going to change that whole, they're gonna have to use a lot of external cases for that, for that and that's gonna get a lot of Mac Pro users uh, angry about the extra money they're gonna have to spend. I'm, I'm giving you a point there, because that was well argued. I don't have to agree with every answer. It helps if I do. But uh, that that got you a point, and uh, you're in last... And it doesn't come in fancy colors. Oh, well, there. That's two points. But it is trash can shaped. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> let's uh, move on. And our next question, all about this. Man is least himself when he talks in his own person. But if you give him a mask, 
He will tell you the truth. That is a clip from the movie The Fifth Estate, and we'll soon see if Julian Assange can be a bigger box office draw than Steve Jobs. With a movie about the hacker group Anonymous joining Ashton Kutcher's Steve Jobs biopic at multiplexes in 2013, what's the next tech-themed movie that needs to hit the silver screen? Roman Loyola is not the name of the movie that should no, should appear. It should That's, be a movie I'm, about me. Yes, I'm uh, asking you for your answer. So I think there's a movie out there that Judd Apatow can make about programmers. So you've got these guys, hipsters with beards, who um, play their video games and hang out with their online clans. They don't know how to relate to women, and um, they're trolling these message boards. I mean, it's just right for a movie. It's the Pax Dickinson story. Chris Breen. <laughs> Uh, the title of the movie is Bill Gates in Dude, Where's My Company? Boom. Plucky software pioneer turns us back for a decade to do good works, and on return to Redmond discovers the Microsoft campus locked and its buildings overrun by screaming ape men flinging poo or perhaps surface tablets at passersby. I have four words for you. I love this company yeah that's one of the screaming ape men right there i think there you go yep <laughs> point to me armando <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned pack dickinson because you know he'd make a fun comedy a buddy comedy of dude where's my job especially after his outburst on twitter but i think we can go back to balmer we can have a deep dramatic look at his life from bald-headed college student that we saw in pirates of silicon valley to bald-headed CEO who's screaming at developers. I have four words <laughs> No, we're not going to play I just again. wanted you to play it again. <laughs> Susie! Um, I like those Jason Bourne-style thrillers, mm-hmm. so they need to do one about Edward Snowden, and maybe they can even work in this whole Silk Road thing that just went down. I mean, the guy who's running it is calling himself Dread Pirate Roberts, and they're buying drugs with bitcoins, and it's just got uh, crazy movie all over it. Maybe they should just remake The Princess Bride with him as Dread Pirate Roberts. They could. He yes. could be the pirate, and the bitcoins could be Vizzini. Mm-hmm. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Let's go to the scores. Speaking of pain, let's talk about Roman and Armando, who are tied in last place with 18 points. Oh, the points. back of the bus is where all the fun happens. Yep. But um, uh, guess who has uh, remained in first place with 21 points? That's Chris Breen. Susie, uh, a respectable 19, but uh, Roman and Armando are gaining on her. So all to yeah. play for as we move into the golden envelope question. Hey, match my answer. Get 10 bonus points, almost certainly a spot in the final. And it's about investor Carl Icahn, who has taken an interest in Apple recently, tweeting that he had dinner with Apple's Tim Cook, in which he pressed the Apple CEO to buy back even more of the company's stock. I'd like to know, who's the one person in the tech world who you'd hate to sit down to dinner with? Let's start with Susie. Larry Ellison, because I don't want to eat dead puppies. Boom. All right. Uh, Chris Breen. Uh, This would be Glenn Fleischman. Um, It turns out that I have a delicate digestive system, and I need to eat at a fairly even pace on a reasonable schedule and in quiet conditions. So the constant head nodding and uh uh-huh, 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 while he drones on and on and on means I'd have to finally wolf my food, which would naturally lead to a dangerous state of dyspepsia. 
On the bright side, if he agreed to go to dinner with you, he'd just cancel right beforehand. <laughs> Give yourself a point for yeah. that. <laughs> Armando, who don't you want to have dinner with? So dinner's still a touchy subject with me considering mm. my recent illness. But I'm going to go with Jack Dorsey. Yes, the man who founded, who helped found Twitter and Square, the mobile payment software, because our conversation would be limited to 140 characters. And then at the end of the day, he'd insist that we paid using his credit card reader. And uh, Roman, you haven't answered. Uh, I'm going to say Steve Jobs because um, he's dead and he's a vegetarian. Awesome. <laughs> I'm giving you two points. I thought maybe that was too soon. Yeah, it's but a little maybe, too soon. Yeah, okay. I'm giving you two points largely because when we get the hate mail. <laughs> We're sending it to right, you. Okay. And we will. It's the two points will be yourself uh, against yes. the I'll, world's I'll, hatred. I'll open up the hate mail and say at least I got two points. Yes. Now, um, uh, Roman came the closest to matching my answer. The answer is was! Uh, yeah. It's like it's like you people don't even listen to me ranting in the office anymore. No, a few <laughs> years ago, actually, uh, Dinner with Was was a, a prize, I think, for a, either a contest or a charity giveaway, and I think second prize was two dinners with Was. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> at least better than dancing with laws. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now that we've offended just about everyone, um, including Glenn, let's uh, go to the next question. Apple recently supplanted Coca-Cola as the world's most valuable brand, according to Interbrand. Since Coke had held that position for 13 years, who will have supplanted Apple as the world's most valuable brand by 2026? I want to ask Chris Breen. Okay, well, in this case, I'm going to define um, value based on scarcity, such as gems and gold. All right. So um, given that and the changing state of the country's demographics, I'm going to say that the obvious answer is the Republican Party. Boom. And we'll leave it there. Uh, Roman. Uh, even though they had a car recently going, uh, burst into flames, I'm going to say Tesla. And uh, Susie. I'm going to say Google because they're going to have uh, balloons with the internet and self-driving cars. And we're all going to have laser beam eyes like in RoboCop. Extra point for laser beam eyes. Armando, wrap it up. I'm going to go with Pepsi because by the year 2026, or let's say 20 years from now, all that radioactive water that's leaking from Fu the Fukushima reactor will cause most of the water supply to be horrible. So sugar water will be the only thing we could drink. Boom. I'm giving you two points there and taking one point off since uh, I said 13 years from now and you said, oh, in 20 years. <laughs> I had a very exact year in mind with that question, Armando. So uh, going to the scores. Oh, my goodness, it's tight. Anyone could win. And that's good because we're going to the last question now. Oh, man. Now that Apple's begun to roll out its products for the holiday shopping season, what's one product release you're hoping to see before 2013 draws to a close? Let's start off with Roman. Uh, I'm hoping for the magical iCloud update that makes the service work the way that we all want it to, Boom. exactly like Dropbox. Extra points for sticking in the dagger at the end there. Uh, Armando... Apple cables that don't cost a ridiculous amount of money and don't immediately fall apart the moment you take them out of the box. Boom. All right. Susie. I still want a Retina iPad Mini. I know it's serious, but I want it so bad. All right. And Chris Breen. 
Susie took my answer. Oh. Oh. Extra point for Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to write an iPad. Me too. Everyone does. It point off for uh, Armando for copying uh. Susie's answer. Uh, Chris, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, I will say that I would like to see a Mac Pro that um, I can actually afford, and one that doesn't require that not only do I put down at least 3500 just to get the thing, but that I not also add an additional $7,000 to put enough storage on the thing so that I could use it in a professional capacity. All right. Let's check the final scores. Armando got a point taken off at the end. It cost him dearly, savagely. He finishes in last place with 23 points. Oh, my heart. Yes. Oh, it's almost too much to bear. Uh, Roman did exceptionally well for someone uh, called in off the bench. 24 points, a third place finish. Very respectable. Perhaps one of your best performances ever. Sixth Man Award right here. Yes. Uh, Susie, what a debut. 25 points. Chris Breen in first place. With 26. That means it's time for defending. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it all goes pear shaped for Chris. <laughs> this is where Roman's going, oh, if only. I have a feeling Susie has Chris's answer on this one, too. I've so, always won this one. So, <laughs> defend the indefensible for those who don't know. I'm going to read a statement. Uh, Susie and Chris will have to defend the statement. It's not a very good statement. It's it's a ridiculous statement, but uh, they'll have to defend it for 20 seconds uh, like it's the greatest idea they've ever heard. Chris, as the winner yes. thus far, thus far, he said, yeah. for emphasis, uh, you get to select whether you go first or second. What would you like to do? You know, I like to finish off in inglorious defeat, so I'll go second. Ah, putting all the pressure on Susie. Let's see, which Here one of, am I going to ask her? Okay. Susie. Yes? This is what you must defend. Apple's failure to promptly repair Martha Stewart's iPad is just another sign of how this company has lost its way. Yeah, I mean, what? Why won't they take care of their biggest, you know, people? When Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh and Martha Stewart and uh, John McCain and any of these weird people who <laughs> can't keep their technology running on their own have problems. Apple and their geniuses and their bars need to awesome. ride in right. and help them. Because come on, that's twenty seconds. Very good, excellent uh, work, Chris. Chris has work to do. Oh, yeah. Let's see if he's up to the task. <laughs> Let me see if I understand the rules again. <laughs> yes. Now, Chris, I'm going yes. to read a statement. Uh-huh. When I say the word I, I mean you, and uh-huh. you have to defend the statement. Uh, do, you, do you understand the rules? Even if I disagree with it. Even if you disagree. <laughs> Just put your hair uh, on the microphone. It's called defend yeah. the indefensible. Oh, I see. And, it, and it, I get to talk for 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Okay. I'll tell you when you're done. Okay. Let's see. There's two good ones in here. It doesn't matter. I could read anything. No, any. You're just no going to stare off into the middle distance. Just so. read my Twitter Yes, account. I will. Just think, what would Glenn Fleischman do? Yes. What would Roman Loyola do? He would also lose. <laughs> here we go. Quiet, everyone. With Steve Ballmer leaving Microsoft, I, Chris Breen, hope Apple seizes an opportunity and formally asks him to join the company as its new CEO. I agree. 
because you know it turns out that you know Tim Cook is a great guy. He dresses well. And he's got kind of that Southern charm thing going for him. But what Apple really needs, because they're in such a horrible position, is somebody with passion, somebody who's unafraid to wear a banana yellow shirt and sweat all over Al Gore right there in the front seat of the awesome. keynote presentation. All right, Chris Breen. <laughs> I think I want to announce the winner this way. <laughs> I have four words for you. <laughs> I love this company. Yeah! So Susie won, right? <laughs> no, Chris Breen! Yeah! Chris Breen! Go crazy, America! <laughs> Go crazy! Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Chris, you have more incentive than ever to make sure that this recorded properly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's it. It's documented evidence that Chris Breen is finally a Macworld Pundit uh, Showdown champion. So, I love this company! <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to him. My thanks to Susie Oaks, who did a great job today. Uh, Armando Rodriguez, Roman Loyola, thank you. And thank you, listener. We'll be back again one of these days. And thank you to our sponsor, Namecheap. Namecheap.